Hello, this is Aaron Eckhart, and you are listening to Center Stage with Mark Gordon, the beautiful one and only Mark Gordon. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. As I started watching Working Man, a new film by Robert Jury, I wondered if it would be too close to home. The story follows a factory closure in a small Rust Belt town in the Midwest and one man's attempt to find meaning in his life after he loses his job. The world I once knew had entered the uncertain reality of COVID-19, and all across America, businesses had shut down. 30 million people filed for unemployment benefits. Breadlines foreshadowed the collapse of American prosperity, hearkening back to the days of the Great Depression. As I watched the film, I realized that even in darkness there can be light. The central character rallies the community in an effort to save the factory, and in doing so, he finds a sense of purpose. In making the film, Robert Jury drew upon his experience growing up in a small factory town in the Midwest and recent memory of the 2008 financial crisis. As we started the interview, he told me about his 10-year journey in making Working Man. Working Man, the first draft was written about 10 years ago, honestly, just kind of post 2008 uh, financial crisis. And I, I submitted it not really knowing what I'd do with this movie. I knew it wasn't going to be a big studio film. I'd worked for studios in the past, writing and, and never had seen anything of mine get made. And this was a story that just connected with me based on the, the mood of the country and my experience having grown up in the near river and factory towns of the Midwest. I wrote it and submitted it to the Film Independent Talent Labs. And I knew the first draft that I'd written and had submitted to Film Independent was imperfect and it was flawed. It was accepted into their screenwriting lab and then they invited me back to their directing lab. And then I was really hoping when I went through the screenwriting lab that some smart writer or someone in that room would suggest ways to make the script better. But of course, life isn't, doesn't work that way. Nothing happened with it for a very long time. I was fortunate that I was introduced to now my longtime producing partner on the project, Clark Peterson, who knew Patty Jenkins, of course, through Monster. And, and one of the early jokes that Clark told me said, look, you, you hang with me, Bob. You, you know, in 10 years, you'll be doing a superhero movie, right? <laughs> And we just tried a lot of different ways to get the movie made. And until 2017, where an angel investor jumped in and, and believed in the project enough, then, then we, were, we were off and running. I don't know that it's mine or this movie is the exception. I think it's more the rule, right? It's, you just get caught a long time in, in development sometimes, and, or you're lucky if you get the movie made at all. You, you got to be true to yourself and, and is it ultimately something that you would want to see and and share yourself because you're going to be living with this thing for so long after you finish writing it the life that you have with this story doesn't just end at the screenplay it, particularly if you're also producing your responsibilities to other people and and to the movie or to the project in general it has a life of its own after that. So you better be 
you better be happy with what you've committed to on the page and I think as a story. If I was to offer anybody, you know, some unsolicited advice, I guess, about writing, I would just provide the advice that I've received, which is, uh, I remember Lawrence Kasdan said this. I was at a, went to hear him speak one time at the Skirball, I believe it was. It was just such a simple idea of, you just as well write what you want to write, certainly if you're doing it speculatively. You just well write what you're going to write because the chances of that happening as opposed to something else where you're thinking commercially only, the chances are probably about the same, right? As far as getting it done, getting it made. I think you always have to maybe go into it with the belief that maybe someday this could happen if you're fortunate enough to get a movie actually in the can. But I would also caution, again, younger writers or anybody else who might have an interest in, in working in in film, it's not just contacts alone. It's the quality of the contacts you have, right? It's the, it's the quality of the people you're working with. Clark, along with Lovell Holder and Maya Mel, who are my producing partners on this, I mean, I just, I couldn't ask for better people. Not just solid professionals, but really good people in general that really understand and are able to put aside business interests for what's important personally. You have to be a different kind of person, I think, anyway, to hang in there as long as Clark did and, and uh, again, Lovell and, and Maya to participate as in partners with in a movie like this, because at least on the surface, you know, we're not going to be a blockbuster. This isn't a superhero movie, right? This is a very small and, and personal story. So those partners that you you have to go into the trenches with on a day-to-day -day basis, again, it's just kind of like the story itself. You better be comfortable and happy with those folks that, uh, that you're dealing with on a daily basis because it's, it's a long haul. And um, if you're fortunate to be with good folks, then Maybe there's there's that uh, moment where you get to celebrate a little bit together at the end. And I think we're doing that now. We're really happy with what, what we've done and, and the results of working, man. I don't get the impression that it's about the money for you. I think it's more about the craft. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, there's a lot of other ways a guy can make a living. I mean, I've done a lot of other things to make a living. <laughs> but I'm just of the opinion... If you're going to expend that much time and energy writing or trying to do something within any field, honestly, what good is a life if it's not something that you enjoy doing, right? We don't know how, long, how much time we have on this earth, so it better be more than about money as far as the motivation is concerned. Just back to this notion of when it's done, when the script is done. How do you know when it's good enough? Or how do you give yourself permission to let it go? To me, it's always about, okay, is this absolutely the best that I could do right now? Not like, is this the best version of the story ever? Or could someone else do a better job? Probably. But is, that, is it the best that I can do right now with this, in this moment? And if you can be satisfied with that, then I think you can walk away from it. You're always trying to make it the best it can be, but at some point you have to be satisfied with where you're at. And I, I felt like when we got to the final draft of Working Man, the one that we shot, that was uh, the best that I could do with that story. 
the factory where we shot McRae Manufacturing is actually no longer operational. It, it closed its doors in December of this past year, and we just felt as though this was, this was a movie that needed to be authentic and real. Piero Basso, our DP, did a beautiful job capturing the realness that was necessary and, and something that you say, as you say, wouldn't be common. What did you learn ultimately about being a director now? I think the maybe the biggest takeaway from being a director as opposed to a writer, you just have, I think, a greater appreciation for the slog that production can be and the exhaustion that goes in to get a film, any film, I think, made from every element. When you're only working on the story, your framework is limited. But now every choice you have a hand in, and particularly if you're also producing. What was your ultimate intention by making the film? The intent and the purpose was to see portrayed people that I knew and had kind of grown up with in the rural Midwest, industrial Midwest, portrayed in a way that I felt like we didn't see done very often. In a lot of films, folks in the industrial middle or blue, blue collar America are portrayed as, you know, either in some sort of drug induced stupor or somehow lacking intelligence. To me, I just wanted to give another portrayal that I felt like more accurately just gave a view of, of what it was like to be a person working in blue-collar America. I have a cousin who, who worked a factory job who's, who told me after watching Working Man, he said, I thought that the movie really captured that feeling of the robotic nature that can sometimes happen when you're performing a factory job and how you can feel that way, a little bit trapped within the cycle of the work. And at least as it pertains to our working man, our, our, our uh, main character, he uses that, that trap to his advantage because it helps him escape from what, what he would otherwise have to face. And I think sometimes we use work as a way to, to maybe avoid the, the more personal and painful parts of our lives. And would that be the loss of his son? Yeah, I think so. It's it's and it's something that maybe on a deeper level he takes responsibility for not having been there. But the only thing he knows how to do or or how best to cope as a mechanism is go to work. I think that's maybe why a story like this might connect with so many people right now is that we're now having to kind of look in the mirror quite frequently, right? And uh evaluate our our lives our working lives our personal lives our family lives in a way that we haven't had to do before this is something that that our working man our our character in this film is addressing himself in some ways these hardships that happen it seems like there is always a positive intention that follows whether we we learn those simple things that we've we've taken for granted how is that that notion impacted your work now that you have more time. What are those things that you want to address or attend to that you might have forgotten or forsaken? 
I think for me personally, I'm just maybe reassessing what is truly important now as to maybe what I thought was more important <laughs> when we were living our lives, quote unquote, normally. I think a lot of us are going to pull away from this time as, you know, pr providing we have our health. And we'll look back on this with, with some pretty fond reflection, honestly, what we were able to gain during this however many weeks, how many months we were separated from our work, from our jobs, from that definition of what we know is normal. Just a reminder, Working Man will be available via video on demand starting Tuesday, May 5th. To see the trailer and for news and updates, go to workingmanmovie.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. <laughs>